0: Oh, guys, oh my gosh. all three sons in the same room. Recorded. This room's hot, by the way. Just it saying. is smoking hot. I, I respectfully disagree. I think it feels great. In okay. Uh, well. <laughs> well, two out of three. Two out of three. It's, it's, uh, it was a great weekend in Charlotte, North Carolina. Sons got together, had a lot of friends together, watched some footballery, distributed some candy, and got the W. Here. Here we are. We're recording for the first time ever as a unit in person.
1: Dude. Shout
0: it to Zoom and even Skype. Skype was pretty bad at some <laughs> points uh, early in the tenure. But uh, Zoom has really helped uh, carry the load here over the past nine months. But we are here and we're here to talk about the Louisville game. Here to talk about our fun weekend uh, together. For the first time in a year. You said Louisville the
1: right way that time. Louisville. I always mm. say it the right way. No, I'm saying you said Louisville that time. No, I didn't. we'll have to check, check that tape. back.
0: We'll check <laughs> the back. I don't know. Maybe I did. <coughs> uh oh. Um, but anywho, we will kick things off here talking about our good friends at the Main Street Pharmacy. Folks, Ooh. we go to noisy stadiums across the country, but I have never seen a pharmacy with people who are this friendly. Dr. Lord Jeremy Counts, the fifth. I'm just kidding. There's no fifth on there. It would be pretty cool if there was. It would be pretty cool. I don't know. Maybe it is. Jeremy Counts. Let's not rule it out. (laughs) Let's not rule it out. Let's not rule it out. Main Street Pharmacy, get in there, man. They're going to be selling Sons of Saturday merchandise starting next week. Yes, that is correct. We're going to see a line around the corner. They got parking in the back. They got a friendly staff. They have all of your necessities. And they care about you as a Blacksburg or Virginia Tech uh, resident. Mm -hmm. And it's important. And they know that you're not a number. You are a neighbor. And they'll treat you like one. 100%. So shout out to the Main Street Pharmacy. We didn't get any haiku submissions this week. So what we'll do, (laughs) we will go around the room. I'll take the first line, five syllables, Grayson, you can take the seven <laughs> give me the hard one. <laughs> really?
1: Wait, you're you putting me the on five. the spot right now? For yeah, yeah we're, we're doing this. Oh we're doing this God.
2: real time. All right, Pat, you got
1: to set this up. Man. I'm going okay. to have to clap. All right, I'm just going to have to let you know I am going to have to clap through it. Okay. That's okay. fine. <laughs> I'm let you do that. Okay, here we go. Suns
0: hung out this week. This week. You're welcome.
2: Suns hung out this week. Charlotte North allow Carolina.
1: All
0: <laughs> out. All out. That was six. <laughs> Rocks.
2: Charlotte, North Carolina.
0: Rocks. We Carolina. said Carolina. Yeah, you like said Carolina. Char- it sounded like you tried to squish Charlotte into one.
2: What? North Carolina.
1: That's seven. That's, That's seven, the yeah. There you go. Okay. There we go. We've definitely gotten to the weakest link when it comes to uh-huh. <laughs> Vibes were... Immaculate. Immaculate's such a big word, man. All right. Immaculate. The vibes. The vibes. Wow. The vibes. The vibes. Wait, I need five. I'm trying to do seven. Hold on. The vibes. Immaculate. Haiku-let right. vibes. Okay, yeah, man, that's hey, it. You let
0: vibe. All right, let yeah, uh, vibes. All right. all right, all right, we did it, we did it. That's our hooky haiku. Hey, guys, Dude, throw me under the bus. Guys, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not throwing you under the bus. Okay. I'm saying next time. Hey, guys, if you don't want to listen to that terrible haiku, <laughs> submit one, so we don't have to do that. Okay. But let's get into this. Here, we had such a fun time. Grayson, Billy Ray, where did you guys watch this game? <laughs> Well, I watched it with
2: the Sons of Saturday in Charlotte, North Carolina. An awesome time at our at our little Airbnb. Uh, Dilworth, Dilworth South End, Sons of South End. Um, you know, had a couple of had a couple of people over. Um, awesome spot. Very very friendly neighbors uh, who saw us throwing the football out in the street, and they're like. Y'all look like y'all having so much fun. It's just. <laughs> are you an investigate? Are you an investigator? You are dead on right with that. Yeah, yeah. Correct. You yeah. are
1: correct. I am having full fledged fun.
2: <laughs> I'm having the best time. <laughs> someone even recommended a park. They were like, if y'all want to play a little game of pickup, y'all just walk right on across the street. Y'all just go right on over there, and we're like, thank you so much. ma'am.
1: Bill, where did you-, you watch? Dude, I mean, we can just we can avoid the redundancy. I watched it with the boys, man. That True. was absolutely unbelievable. Shout out. You said it. Like, shout-out to everybody. There are a lot of moving parts to make this weekend happen when you were coming up. Originally, we were all supposed to go to Louisville, but pandemics, man. (laughs) (laughs) They they (laughs) just derail your plans. Um, (laughs) But uh, shout-out to everybody that made this possible. Shout-out to everybody. Um, just coming out, hanging out. Shout out to you, making the long trip. Man, I mean, man. thousands of miles. I would walk it's a thousand miles, miles if I could <laughs> just <laughs> see you.
0: If I could walk five hundred miles, miles if
2: I would <laughs> walk five hundred more. Um, it was like twenty five hundred miles, man, but it was worth every
1: single one of them to be here. Flying, flying through the air in a pillbox yes. at the speed of sound—not that fast, but pretty fast. But no, it was unbelievable. Uh, we had some mimosas, we some, had some guests, we, had we- some special oh guests. Oh my so goodness! Tons of special oh guests. We hadn't even gotten there yet. The special guests—you got to cue this one up because you made this happen. Talk to us about special guest number one.
2: Special guest number one was uh, Paul Demnum. right <laughs> off, right off the bat. Shout out to Paul Debnam. Uh, I've been friends with Paul Debnam on Facebook for a number of years now. And and I knew because of that that he lived in Charlotte. And all I could think was is, what if I hit him up and he comes and does a little score prediction with us? Sure enough, that's exactly what I'd do. And he says, Grayson, yes, I'd be absolutely more than happy to come and help you out with that. Yes, that sounds like a lot of fun. And sure enough, he shows up. And you all saw it on Instagram yesterday. Uh, so Paul Debnam, we appreciate you so
1: much. Man. What a genuine, like a genuine, genuine dude. Like a yes. really, really cool. And in our post, uh, in our post podcast write up, what was hilarious was Hampton and Grayson actually attended uh, the Seth Greenberg basketball camp, and uh, Mrs. Wimbish sent it. Send it in, Jerome. Send it. Sent in, in a picture of Hampton and uh, and Paul. At the basketball camp, which was just really, really awesome. Um, 2009. And 2009. We got an impromptu Seth Greenberg shout out in the game mm, preview. Sure. We'll include that video in the post game uh, pod as well. You know, one of the coolest things that I thought about
0: Grayson reaching out to Paul was the fact that Paul was just like, dude, yeah, I mean, you're a Hokie. Hokies mm-hmm. are helping Hokies. Like, it, it's a no brainer. And I was just like, that is why we do this. Mm-hmm. You know, that is. It is the epitome of why we love Virginia Tech so much is because of the special people who are willing to go out of their way and stop by and make some friends. And
1: you know, it was just incredible. And uh, so hats off to Paul for coming by. Yeah. And then one other person that was able to stop by um, was uh, Joey Sly pulled up in the Tesla mobile, State of the street. Sons of compliance don't want to cause any problems, so we made sure uh, we gave Joey the old handsome wave wave around. Um, but shout out to him, he's having an unbelievable season. Uh, missed a 65-yarder. I was busting his uh, busting his chops a little bit. I was like, you missed it by by a hair, and he goes and he looks and he grits his teeth and he goes by a hair. So who knows? Maybe he'll get he's gonna get another shot at it, but. Um, Doing fantasy kicking on my team two years in a row, holding it down. But shout-out to Joey. Incredible beard, by the way. Just yeah. an unreal beard. Next raging, level. Uh, a raging beard. Next level. So um, shout-out to Joey Sly. Shout-out Paul Devnum. Shout-out to everybody near and far who came to make this weekend extremely, extremely special. Absolutely. Um, that was just unbelievable. Um, but aside from that, we got a football game to talk about, fellas. I mean... To set the table here, this Louisville team—we talked about it in our uh, in our pregame uh, preview. Very talented, scores a ton of points. Really, really good running backs. Really, really uh, high-powered offense here. I think Louisville does have the right coach in place, and they're just going to continue to get better and better and better. Um, and our backs were kind of against the wall here. I've said it on every podcast we were on. We better win this game. It's a, it's 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 a must-win game. You're coming in, um, and. To be frank, we handled business. We came in, handled our business, played hard, smart, and tough. A gritty performance. Great. And We're going to talk about that gritty performance. Um, just before we start and we jump into what we liked and disliked, shout out to The Hub. We're going to talk about what we liked and what we disliked. You know what I like? I like living luxurious. I like having a big time gym. I like having a big time study lounge. I like living that's it's brand new. Look, we've talked about my problems with living in places that aren't that new. Dead squirrels on your bed. Look, I don't want that problem. So the hub, it's being constructed right now. Squirrel tight. I don't know that for sure, but I'm sure there are no squirrels running around. It's absolutely gorgeous. Hot tubs on the back patio. Just immaculate vibes, immaculate vibes. Check out the hub. They are awesome, awesome, awesome. The hub in Blacksburg. Um, Here's the first thing that I love that doesn't fit under our categories. Louisville's jerseys or. Awesome. So, so. Their uniforms were sick. I, if I have one nitpick, they had some glossy lettering and some like not glossy lettering. Adidas does weird stuff like that. We wore Adidas in high school, and when we played in our ESPN game against Don Bosco, <laughs> we had the glossy numbers, but we had like matte uh, uh, name plates. And I was like, "Look, can we pick the gloss or the consistency? Or the, yeah, sons, sons of consistency. Right? What are we doing? So Adidas, um, let's do that. I know all day I dream about soccer. Maybe all day I dream about." Consistency. Maybe maybe it looks work on it. Um anyway, so what did we like on the offense? I'm gonna kick this off here. Hendon Hooker's accuracy was awesome. But I have to shout them out. I've been very critical of our wide receivers for a while. They were able to make catches in traffic all day long. I'm talking about Tavion Robinson. He won on his route, still made a difficult catch. Trey Turner's two-point conversion was an incredible catch. Mm. Trey Turner adjusting to his, uh, his, his t- I think it was a 10-yard comeback or a curl, he was able to make a really good catch on, good a, on probably one of the only errant throws that we had but yeah, in terms of statistics, he became the first Virginia Tech quarterback with a minimum of eight passing attempts to not have an incompletion since 1987. Pat, hit me with some more of those stats. Hendon Hooker was great. 10 of 10, 183 yards. And
0: the, this was a complete quarterback performance that we saw out of Hendon uh, passing-wise. Reminded me of a, uh, a stat line. Well, not the same stat line, but uh, as far as efficiency, Logan Thomas. 2011 was 23 of 25 in that Miami game. That was the uh, the fourth and Logan game in 2011. Um, so very accurate through the air from Hendon, which was fantastic. And, and Bill, I know you had uh, a little bit of critiques on
1: uh, wide receivers going into the game, but what did you see uh, from Hendon? So something that I really liked about what we did this week was we had a moving pocket. Um, we're still struggling to get open in the passing game right now, which has been... A big frustration point, but we were able to get creative and move the pocket around, get him to roll out a little bit, have some, uh, you know, the fake draw action that we've been doing. We'll talk about the jet sweep a little bit later. That was super helpful. Um, But I'd like to see us continue to move Hendon Hooker out of the pocket, continue to get him to roll out right. Um, I think that that's something that's helped a lot. And I want to welcome back Trey Turner. Um, he led all receivers with four catches for 71 yards, two carries, and uh, for 10 yards and with two-point conversion with the two-point conversion and a touchdown. Trey Turner back in the box. I know he's battling through injury. I know this has been really tough and just not uh, up to this point the year that a lot of us have uh, kind of expected for Trey Turner in the box score. But he had a huge impact yesterday. Um, and just a really, really good job. Um, and I want to shout out a quote that he had after the game. Um, a lot of people have asked, is Trey Turner getting frustrated? What does Trey Turner think? What does the wide receiver room think? You know, the wide receivers are just not getting that much love. And he was asked about this in the uh, in the post game, and Trey said, "Quote: The way I see it, we threw ten passes and won the game. It's not tough. It's not. It's it's not tough. It's just how it works. If we're running and it's working and we're winning, I'm good. The receiver room is good. And that." Echoes him as a leader, him as a teammate, and echoes what he said when he came on. I mean, he we, before the season even started, we exactly. asked him, you know, what is your mentality with, uh, with, 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 with the team and getting the ball, and he was like, honestly, I care about one stat, and that's winning. And he has embodied that this entire year. and It's been challenging, but he's been able to do that. Luke Tenuta <laughs> is my last oh my one. Gosh. So we were all sitting, we're all sitting on the couch, <laughs> we're drinking mimosas, having Michelob ball <laughs> like just. And we see Luke Tanuda on the TV, and I think I think I said like, "Oh, dude, look, Luke Tanuda getting a little little TV time. That's great, like good for Luke." A little, and a then, little. and then I, I started doing other things. I'm checking my phone. I'm like, you know, I'm taking another swig. I'm, 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 I'm get a i I'm, I'm, Yeah, I'm chatting people up, whatever. Go to, Go to the bathroom. Yeah, and then I come back. And they're still talking about Luke. And I'm like, dude, Luke, man. Like, like, he's getting all the love. And Pat goes, is this just show the largest man on the field, hour? Like, what is going on here? And then it got to the point where they're still talking about him. And Hendon Hooker's like, like not off camera, but he's like on Luke's shoulder. And they're just like, yeah, man, Luke is 6'7. Like, his dad used to coach at every college in America. And now he's here. Um, but no, shout out to Luke Tinder. He played a really good game. I tweeted out uh, one of his blocks from yesterday. Um, I remember when Luke visited Virginia Tech, he is an extremely talented player on this offensive line. Uh, And again, I can't say enough about the Vice squad, both from a developmental standpoint and just a... A grit and pounding people into the ground standpoint. They were absolutely fantastic. I think the funniest part about that coverage, and by the way, y'all, if if it
2: sounds like my voice is gone and it's (laughs) cracking and I sound like... It's because it is. It's it's because it absolutely is, but that's that's a sign of a good weekend. I just wanted to say, y'all, that the frame, it never changed. It was like the one shot of Luke for that what felt like 10 minutes.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) ACC Network. Yep. Do better. That was interesting. I did. I did love uh, Wes Durham on the call, though. I think he does a fantastic yeah, job. Yeah, he did a and, good job. And sure. him and him and Packers, uh, their thing midweek on, uh, you know, they had brought up on Fun with Food, Fu, Mark Packer impersonation of, of Coach Vu, which is absolutely hysterical. Um, so that was awesome to see uh, to see Wes on the call there. But uh, some other things that were clicking very well. Just another great game on the ground. Uh, we had 466 total yards and 283 of those yards came on the ground. Uh, most of it was from a combination of Khalil Herbert and Hendon Hooker. Uh, Herbert got his, uh, got his 140 plus, 21 carries, 147 yards. Hooker, 19 for 68, three touchdowns on the ground. And then uh, the jet sweeperies, the end arounds. I know, maybe people just like saying jet sweeps are dumb, jet sweeps are stupid. Um, but war...
1: let me add. Let me add something to that. I'm going to put out a video later this week about... You know, we went over it when we were watching the condensed game this morning and yeah. c- cleaning up the Airbnb. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you have to realize that the jet sweep is so much more than just the jet sweep. There's so much other action that goes into it. Uh, we saw the jet sweep action on one of the screens that we ran with Khalil Herbert that was really successful. We see the jet sweep action where we're running crossing routes over the middle. So there are a lot of times that we're able to make something happen, uh, and it's not always about handing that ball off. It's about setting up something else, getting a linebacker out of the box. And we've talked about this before, but I'm going to show you a couple examples uh, later in the week, so keep an eye out for that.
0: Yeah. Um, So really excited about how well it worked yesterday. Um, But Grace and I were kind of talking about this earlier, how – Khalil Herbert had so many different Ryan Williams comps. I'm so excited to listen to you two talk about this. I'm going to lean back and let you
1: guys (laughs) lay some hokey history on it.
0: Because Grayson's like, you know, we were like, who is Herbert? You know, over the last decade and a half, two decades of tech running backs. Sure. And Grayson's like, you know what? It is a combination of Ryan Williams and Darren Evans uh, combined together there. And I agree with that. And the two Ryan Williams uh, comps that... Kind of stood out from this game. The first one, uh, I, it was in the first half where uh, it looked like he was going to get stopped for a short game or a short gain, but he did like this little spin move off off the defender, and it turned into a huge run inside the ten yard line. Reminded me of this run that Ryan Williams had against uh, at ECU in two thousand nine. He had an incredible game that day, um, but then. Herbert's touchdown late in the fourth quarter, to which what we thought was going to seal the game, unbeknownst to us that you know they're going to go down and have a big play and bring it within a touchdown. But um, that play reminded us of the Georgia Tech 2009 Ryan Williams run. Just like gutting through the middle, finding his holes, and just off to the races. Unscathed. Um, yeah, just <clears throat> such
2: a good back. Differences, I guess, in this game is we, we beat our opponent. I remember in that game, we actually lost to Georgia Tech when Ryan Williams had that awesome touchdown run. Uh, But like like you said, Pat, I, I really, the similarities that I see between Khalil Herbert and Ryan Williams, but he also has that Darren Evans in him. He has that ability to, he can run you over. And Ryan Williams was more shifty and more elusive, but Darren Evans had the vision. He was able to really hit the holes and hit them hard. Or find them when they're not there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And make something out of nothing. And it's like he's got the stockiness of Darren Evans, but he's got the quickness and the speed of Ryan Williams, uh, which I just think, I, I mean, hes he is the most talented running back that the Virginia Tech football program has seen in a long, long
1: time. We're six games in, and we're still talking about this. He is, it's not even sneakily fast anymore, but the one play where he split the two safeties uh, and he scored the touchdown that you were talking about, Pat, the, both safeties had an angle and he has legitimate breakaway speed. It, it's something that, you know, looking at him in person, you're not going to spoon, this guy's a burner. I mean, there's a chance he might be the fastest guy on the field sometimes. He sure, at least he looks like it. His game speed is, a, is, is very real and um, man, he is just unbelievably, unbelievably talented. 803 yards
0: in six games has not even broken the 100 carries market. He's got 96 for 803, six touchdowns, and 8.4 yards carry. So
1: he's having a heck of a year. And we got a lot of ball left, y'all. A lot of ball left. So what did we like on the defensive side of the ball? And I want to preface this by saying look, final score is 42 35. I still believe that this defense. Is getting better. I think this was a significant improvement for several players, and I'm going to point two out. This was the best game I've seen Tisdale play since last year. Tisdale looked fast. He was getting to the ball. He had nine tackles, one TFL, one quarterback hurry. Um, but at, at times this year, it looked like Tisdale was outmatched or out of position. Uh, and again, he was out of position. He had to play safety against North Carolina. We're not sure how many reps he's gotten, but Tisdale really was a difference maker uh, in this ball game. Justice Reed. Pat, you said it this morning when we were talking about the game. That guy came out and set the tone. He had the sack on the first drive. He had two sacks in the first quarter. He was uh, he was fantastic. And a big part of that, it was funny, I wanted to see how Louisville was going to play Amari Barno. They were keying in on Amari Barno. A guy that did not mm-hmm. play defensive end in his entire career gets moved to defensive end, and Louisville is finding ways to help their tackle block Amari Barno. So Amari Barno has just been incredible, and I said it during the game. I was like, where is this football team without Amari Barno? Where is Virginia Tech without Amari Barno? And um, the development of him and how he's attacked this has been fantastic. If you haven't, Coach Fuente talked about this in the Hokie Pod a few weeks ago on the conversation that he had with Amari and Amari's parents about this position move. Because that's a huge deal. You've played one position your entire life. You've come to Virginia Tech to play this position at a Juco. He has embraced it, and he has made it its own, and has made a huge impact. Um, if you take away... The 90-yard buzzer-beater touchdown that we gave up. We held Louisville, who's we talked about in our preview, is one of the best, if not the best, running team in the ACC, to 108 yards on 28 carries, which is 3.85 yards per carry. That's pretty damn good, especially considering that Hewitt is out the entire first half. That is a, and Belmar was out the entire game. So the front seven did step up. And we'll talk about some of the gripes that we'll have a little bit later, but this is the like section. So we're going to stick to the likes. (laughs) Three interceptions forced by the defense, which is the most since? You guessed it. The Miami game of last year, which was the turnaround game of the season. Uh, Three interceptions forced by this defense since 10 5 19. Uh, and one of the games where we absolutely needed it a lot of parallels between the Miami game of last year and this matchup with Louisville. So uh, Pat, you got really excited, and I know you've been waiting to say this. we had a we had a who sighting yesterday. So Taiwan Garbutt, man,
0: I know that um, he had he had a family situation where he couldn't join the team until just about a week or two ago. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm thinking, okay, you know, that, that's awesome. I'd love to have him with the team. We need that depth on uh, the defensive line. But I don't think I'm going to see um, uh, Taiwan Garbutt get into a game for, you know, a month. Mm-hmm. They, you know, just to get game ready and, and be in game shape. Was not expecting to see him on the field Andre. rocking the 45 on Saturday. Um, so that was just exciting. He's a guy that I definitely want
1: to get on the podcast because. Bradburn says he is the funniest guy on the team, and that's the thing too is, is bringing Garbutt back. Yeah, it's great to have him on the field. He's only going to get better from here on out. He's obviously shaking off some rust, but he's a like from what we've heard from everybody on the team. I didn't know Garbutt that that well. I think he was a freshman when I was a when I was a senior. Um, is he just seems like a glue guy, like somebody that everybody on the team likes? So it's great to have him back in the locker room, which is you know everybody forgets. This is a challenging year to be to be a student athlete. I can't imagine how difficult it is. Those guys spending every day together. I'm glad Garbutt is back. Um, and I'm glad that the team has Garbutt back. But some of the other guys that made some huge impacts, we played a lot of guys on defense yesterday. There was a, a lot. lot of a lot of, uh, of uh, committee play that we saw. Uh, Josh Fuga, shout out to Josh Fuga. He's, get, again, another guy who's getting better every single week. Had a sack yesterday, uh, but we saw a lot of Fuga. Eli Adams was on the field yesterday. Zion DeBose. Pat, we, we, we've noticed, like, this is an ESPN thing. So Zion DeBose, I look him up on ESPN, they have Drake, my guy, Drake DeLulis, as the uh, as the ESPN picture. Didn't somebody else on ESPN have Drake as their, uh, as their picture? Was it Diablo? Uh, Drake DeLulis
0: was for the Divine Diablo picture, too. They're mixing up the DD, I What guess. are they doing? DeBose, Diablo, DeLulis. I, I mean, what are <laughs> do we doing, ESPN? Figure it out, ESPN. Impact player, Coleman Fox. What are we
2: doing? That's almost as bad as when ESPN says Virginia Tech and then puts the UVA
1: logo, because yeah. they've done that so many Who times. Who do they do in 2014? Did they put Isaiah Ford but have Andrew Ford's picture? sure Uh, yes they did did that too and then uh, yeah impact player Coleman Fox I think Coleman Fox was an impact player for the uh, for the Clemson game that's right he was he was and then Jalen Griffin we saw Jalen Griffin playing a little bit too
0: Gryffindor
1: (laughs) (laughs) who did you uh, what did you like uh, yesterday out of the defense Pat Chamari Connor was
0: outstanding. He's been just one of the mainstays on defense who has been able to deliver week in and week out. Uh, Connor had an interception. Diablo had an interception. Devin Taylor had the pick, as I said. Uh, Connor lit up the stat sheet once again, nine tackles, eight solo. Um, so I think those are two guys that definitely uh, you know, were highlights for me this weekend. I think a guy who showed a lot of grit yesterday was Alan
2: Tisdale, mm-hmm. as we spoke about earlier, you know. He's he's just a tough sob, man, if and he's undersized. Undersized from going out, you know, last year against Miami, puking on the field, and then making. A <laughs> play. I don't know if y'all remember that, but that was. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, Alan, if you're listening, it was kind of funny, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, but he he like Devin Taylor was all over the field yesterday. It seemed like he was in on every other tackle that the uh, that the defense was making. Uh, he's 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 a fast football player. Uh, and I think he's only going to get better with time. So, love seeing that. And then also, you, you know, last week, y'all, I was all worried about Javian Hawkins. I was terrified of Javian Hawkins. And he proved to have a very large play, big touchdown run that we shouldn't have given up right before the half. We'll talk about that. Uh, but for the most part, man, like, the defense had him dialed up all game long. He really didn't do a whole lot. Uh, so uh, containing him was a was a huge part of us sealing the dub yesterday.
0: Definitely. So we're going to move into what we like from special teams and we are going to throw a little twist here. Uh, cuz we got we got new, new friends. New, new friends. New friends, new announcements, more food. <laughs> <laughs> more food. I love food. that. So no, I love that. So we say we say we love Special teams. Virginia Tech loves special teams, and Virginia Tech's roots, honestly, are very much uh, in debt to special teams and Coach Beamer and Beamer ball. And let's talk about Roots Natural Kitchen. Blacksburg opened up, I guess, uh, three weeks ago now, mm-hmm. and they are in the Prices Fork Shopping Center. Roots Natural Kitchen. Uh, they have one in in Richmond. They got one in Charlottesville. They got they got these roots all over. I know they have one at at, uh, at Penn State. But it's kind of like a Cava, Chipotle type style. They got these bowls, and they are absolutely incredible. We're going to try our first Roots Bowls uh, in November. Mm-hmm. It is November. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it is November. We're going to try it's our this time. It is okay. <laughs> Christmas music, not until the day after Thanksgiving. That's yeah, not I just, great. I disagree. That's not, not great. great. Not okay. great. Sorry. All right. um, Roots Natural Kitchen. Head on over to Roots. Use oh, So download the app, first of all. If you're a student. Download the application on your phone. It's worth your time. Hold on, listen. It is definitely worth your time. You use promo code Sons of Sat. Sons of Sat will get you 15% off of your bull order. So go check out their website, check out their social media. They do an incredible job. Sons of Spellcheck. Sons of Special Teams. We love Roots and Virginia Tech. Roots. Are from special
1: teams. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to talk about the special teams here. Uh, Let's talk about us first. Brian Johnson, welcome back, my friend. Hitting some really, really, really big field goals uh, off the hashes, too. It looked like it was windy in Louisville. I was watching dudes' towels flow flow all over the place. I was like, is it windy? It sure looked like it. Way to to get the job done all day long. Oscar Bradburn, two punts inside the 20 yard line. We didn't see a ton of Oscar Bradburn, but it is a job he's on the field. Uh, James Mitchell, We'll talk about this when we get to stuff that I don't like. But he fielded two, honestly, really good onside kicks. Like Louisville had it dialed up in the onside kick department. So James Mitchell, thank you for holding it down. Uh, Shout out Pete Morris, the pride of Big Stone Gap. So shout out to James Mitchell. And then one last thing, Pat, you mentioned it in the uh, in the preview. They're horrible. Their punter was not good. They have serious punting issues in Louisville. Might want to get that figured out. Yeah. Um, I mean, let me let me read the punter stat line, please. Do oh, I man. would love nothing more than to hear the punter stat line right now. <laughs> Wait, he, had, he averaged forty three yards a punt. It's not bad. Well, I don't know. The stats didn't really tell a story because he had some <laughs> bad punts. <laughs> it seemed,
2: even though if he's averaging that, it seemed like we started with the ball at the 50-yard line like 20
1: times. Well, I th- you know why? Because he did have one booming punt, and I'll shout out Tavion Robinson because he was, like, sprinting backwards to field this in a way that I know you don't and like, yeah. Grayson. Get away. Uh, and he, Willie Mays, that away. bad boy. He, uh, he caught it, saved some field position there instead of ending up with the ball in the 15 or the 8. Got the ball around the 25 or 30, so shout out to Tavion Robinson there we're going to move into the what we did not like here um, the list is not super long for offense but for me not scoring uh, after the Diablo interception there was about 3 minutes left uh, on the Louisville 36 and we had a real chance 3 minutes left and a half excuse me and I think if we score here, we have a real chance to score 50 uh, and just completely route them, um, but we did not get the job done there. Gave the ball back to Louisville um, and then gave up the buzzer beater touchdown, so that was a huge bummer. Um, Pat, you got a number for us uh, for the defense. Why don't you go ahead and, and, and enlighten us here? Yeah,
0: and there's kind of <laughs> two sides to this coin. Um I liked that on offense, we only had seven third down opportunities, which is really good. Uh, we were one for seven, which is not good. <laughs> but the fact that we had only seven opportunities to convert on third down... Keeping the chains moving, baby. Means that we were moving the chains all game long, just pounding the football on first and second down, setting up... Those short opportunities, those non-passing downs on
1: second down. We talked about it. So you good. need to not be in third and eights. You need to not be in third and 11s. We got some yep. third and 20s and third and 25s, which are a little bit of a bummer. But if you're ending up uh, in second and twos, second and second and fives, and you're able to pick those up without getting in third down, that's always great. Three sacks on, uh, on Saturday. Um, I'm not really sure where to place Blame's the wrong word But sometimes it does look like When, when Hendon is in the pocket uh, And a la- one of them I know that it, both of his reads were, were covered up It looked like um, But there are some times Where you'd like to see Hendon Throw the ball away He was 10 for 10 So I'm glad he did eat some of those But uh, Three sacks from Hen- uh, For Hendon Hooker There were a couple times Where it looked like The running back may have missed someone Or uh, You know we had, a, we had a Not an MA Or just got beat um, On the front five But uh, don't like seeing three sacks. We'll talk about this when we get to awards. Hendon Hooker took some licks, especially yeah, in the first did. half, uh, and showed some great grit for the rest <laughs> of the game. Um, but yeah, don't like seeing Hendon take three sacks. But that's really it. I don't really have a bunch of gripes with the offense. Again, we have a top twenty offense in America. Everybody is still—I still see it today, man. Like honestly, Peanut Gallery is still out in full force saying we need to fire Cornelson, which is which is hilarious. I, I I don't get it. Read a book. We're thirteenth in the country. <laughs> In uh, s and S&P rankings, uh, s plus rankings, uh, we are 13th in the country in America. And we're also, I believe, 19th or 20th in points per game. So the offense is definitely still operating and clicking on all cylinders. Uh, but those are my gripes for the offense. Let's talk a little bit about what we did not like with the defense. The Hawkins run. Man, so both backers blitzed on the right side of the center. Um, and it just seems like... I don't know if we were at a gap or if both guys hit the same, hit the same hole, or you know, it seemed like a little bit of a high-risk play call. Uh, probably assumed they were gonna throw the ball with the time left. I believe there are eight seconds left. Uh, want to get the ball out of the quarterback's hands, but Javion Hawkins just bursted through the line of scrimmage, scored a touchdown, and that was, you know, the problem in the game. There are two plays I come back to, the explosive plays, where you know, Javion Hawkins has a 90-yard touchdown run right before it half. This came on third and 15 on the Louisville 10. And then Des Fitz- Fitzpatrick had an 82 yard touchdown pass to Malik Cunningham. This came on third down on their own 18. We're giving up two touchdowns, not only inside of their 20, but on third down. Third and long. Third and long. Two. So, yeah, so that, but that, from an encouraging standpoint, you erase those two plays, you teach them up, you find out what's going on wrong, and you fix those. We're going to be getting better. And you have to remind remember, this is Jay Ham's first year. We have been rotating defensive backs, those are unacceptable. But we can get better, and those are a couple of things that you need to focus on. I would say that uh, another thing,
2: tackling seems to can continue to be a problem here and there. We aren't always wrapping up, uh, in especially in the secondary. That's how they were able to to pull off that eighty two yard touchdown pass uh, to Des Fitzpatrick. I was pretty heated about. I-, I was bit. Be- <laughs> I was more heated about. It. <laughs> Bill and Pat could attest to this. I was more heated about the Hawkins run. I had to step outside for a second. <laughs> I was not, not happy. Cannot give that up as time expires to go into the half. Yeah,
0: we, we needed to get you a Snickers bar. There. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I I had
2: to step outside and take a breather. But just wrapping up is so crucial. I mean, all things considered, I think that the defense I mean, played a lot. I, I think, Bill, you and I talked about this this morning prior to pressing record. I think that the defense looked better than they did last week against Wake Forest because, from a discipline perspective, minimal penalties.
1: Is it an inverse thing? Like, you know, we talk about how the offense, a lot of the times, wasn't wasn't finishing. And the defense, like we said, you take away the Javian Hawkins touchdown, you take away the Dead Fitzpatrick touchdown, you consider kind of what we did on, uh, you know, the running game. We're getting Louisville into third and long. We're just not Finishing, we're giving up those yeah. kind of you know boneheaded MA mistakes. If you were able to eliminate those, the defense is getting better. We just have to put a complete game together, and I think consistency on both sides of the ball is something we need to strive for. We're getting better on offense. I, I truthfully do believe. Don't just look at the score. Rewatch the game. The defense did have some really promising things going on uh, going on yesterday. Um, but on the tackling end, yeah, it didn't stop there. I tweeted out a picture of of, of uh, I believe it was Barno and Tisdale or Barno and and somebody. Uh, I think it was Chapman. Uh, yeah, it might have been no, Chapman. I think it
0: was Brian Murray. Okay, okay. Uh, Brian, Brian Murray and Brian, Barno. Murray,
1: yeah. um, I mean, they're engulfing the uh, the quarterback, and it turned somehow ended up getting out of there. Some Johnny Manziel esque stuff going on. Lamar Jackson uh, got out of the pocket, turned it into a 25 yard run, which was pretty frustrating. Um, but um, but that's that. Let's talk about what we didn't like on special teams. Pat, what did you not like? Uh, tiki tack, just uh, the offsides on the, the mixed, <clears throat> missed extra point mm-hmm. from
0: Louisville uh, when it was still kind of a close game um, that we eventually actually kind of made up for it with having the Trey Turner two-point conversion. But, uh, yeah, just something small like that. But, Bill, how was your uh, reaction
1: to those onside kicks? Yeah, um... <laughs> The onside kick stuff yesterday freaked me out. The formation we were doing it in, the late, like, super, super late uh, switching uh, was freaking me out. And look, this is not me questioning Coach Chivas. Coach Chivas has done an unbelievable job. I'm just saying from the couch potato perspective, it was freaking me out. But James Mitchell held it down, got the job done. Um... So That's that, but Louisville. I have to applaud their their onside team, kick team. How like, many did they attempt? Like they had like at least three. 10. I didn't understand. <laughs> I didn't understand kicking the one with four minutes left in a one score ball game. I thought they should have just kicked off and attempted to play defense, um, but they didn't. Alas, they are were also missing basically everybody on their front seven. So mm-hmm. maybe having the defense out on the field wasn't, as we like to say, preferentiary. So they did elect to go for the onside kick. Um, to me. Uh, This is an add-on for me. The turning point of the game came with the uh, Shamari Connor interception in the third quarter. It's twenty-eight to fourteen. Louisville has a twelve-play, seventy-three-yard drive, and I'm watching this, and I'm like, "Yo, this is that Wake drive from last week. Like, they are just making it happen, killing clock. There's six minutes left. They have the momentum after Javon Hawkins touchdown, Um, and you know we're about to be in a bar fight. They have the ball on the eight-yard line. Chamari Connor gets the job done. Has an interception. It was huge, man. A 73-yard 12-play drive and cut short on the eight-yard line. Uh, Chamari Connor with the interception. We drive down. Get a Brian Johnson field goal. It did get tight a little bit there late, um, but absolutely, absolutely needed that. So shout out to Chamari Connor. Let's talk pride, joy, and fruit Crew here. The awards presented, presented by Homefield. Pat talks me about Homefield. Homefieldapparel.com, guys.
0: We love our friends over at Homefield Apparel. They have collections. Uh, big New Saturday is their big-time college football season campaign where every single Saturday they are partnering up with a new school and pumping out all of their awesome, uh, really tailor-made. I mean, they do their research on their product lines. We got the Fighting Gobbler head. We got the Retro Fighting Gobbler. We got the Skipper Cannon with Homer Hickam. And uh, a few other awesome, awesome products. But uh, go on homefieldapparel.com, check out what they have, order what they have because it is extremely soft and extremely comfortable, and use promo code SONSOFSAT for 20% off your order at homefieldapparel.com. So thank you, Homefield, and thank you everyone for going to check that out.
1: Pat, who do you got for your Pride
0: Award this week? I have to tip my cap. To Justice Reed. Justice was served again on Saturday. We talked about it earlier, but he set the tone early in the game with a sack on the first drive and another sack in the first quarter. Uh, Kind of had been a little quiet over the last few weeks. I think he may have been dinged up a little bit, but seeing Justice Reed come in and get his uh, third and fourth sacks of the season was uh, my reason for him being the recipient of the Pride Award, going to the best defensive player.
1: I thought Justice Reed was great. But Tisdale was great first to fourth quarter. uh, uh, Justice Reed set the tone in the first quarter, but Tizzy was making plays all day long. Uh, Tizzy's stat line, we're looking at nine tackles, two and a half tackles for loss uh, in a quarterback hurry. And again, just fighting it through, man. Fighting it through. He's been undersized. He's had a rough start to the season. Again, playing out of uh, position. Finally kind of had that game. Uh, that we were kind of expecting him to look like this year. Uh, But again, Tizzy, I looked for more of the same as we move forward. Um, Grayson, you had my 1B. Uh, It was tough, but I went with Tizzy. Who'd you go with? (laughs) Had to go with Chamari Connor. deuce-deuce. Nine tackles,
2: one interception. Uh, I think he's been playing... uh... Some solid football these past couple of weeks, and I think this is bar on hands down his best game of the season.
1: And was in the fantastic video put out by uh Hokies FB. Fantastic job, a little clapback. I love that we didn't go for you know being in an insane asylum and running around holding balloons. I mean, we put on some masks, walked on some trail tracks, and went out and won the football game. So <laughs> that's Sons of Hot
2: Takes. I thought Louisville's video on the insane asylum was sick. You are me. the Hollywood guy, yeah, so you know I'll I'll defer to you. Production, you. Production, I will defer to you. Under production.
1: Uh, let's go with our joy award. Um, welcome back, Brian Johnson. Automatic. Automatic. Still, Still is. is there. We go. Brian Johnson is back, fired up about that. Pat, who do you have for your joy award? We were talking
0: about this earlier. John Parker Romo. I miss not being able to be in the stadium mm-hmm. and watching him do the uh, the high step in prior to booting that ball down.
1: As we get back to uh, as we get back to Christmas time, there was something and something and. Prancer, right? <laughs> kind of prancing over the football. Not a hit? All right. I you know, Dasher word. and Dancer. And yeah, Dasher and Dancer. Dancer, Dancer
0: well, well, we were talking. We we're talking. What is the? Who is the grittiest reindeer? Um, Mike Ooh. Santa Maria, big Dasher guy. But oh, um,
1: man,
2: I, we're, Comet. Comet's big grit guy. You think? Uh, I think Comet. He's got
1: speed. His name's I feel Comet. like No, hold on a second. It's got to be Rudolph, and I'm going to tell you why. It's not his fault. His light, his nose you're, lights wait, up you're, red. You're just gonna pick Rudolph. You're just gonna cherry pick that. Can you let me finish? Yeah. <laughs> can, can, can I finish? You guys are all going off of names. I'm going after Rudolph. Is just this guy who has a red nose. It's nobody's fault. Okay. Everybody makes fun of him, and he displays incredible grit, and then shows incredible uh, believe, prepare, play by becoming the person who needs to guide believe, prepare, play and guide that damn sleigh on Christmas. That is my pick. Literally, Literally back, Ru- you know what.
0: I like that. Thank you. Like Thank, that. you. A Thank you. That's fair argument. You know who's not grit?
1: Who's not grit? Donner. Donner
0: is Rudolph's dad, <laughs> no. and Donner is you know just not the nice reindeer. Come on. Um, I think Blitzen is a very okay, yeah, very, Blitzen, very you know, you know, I mean, a good name. I mean, if great. if you're Blitzen all night, you're pretty gritty.
1: But do we know that, if he's doing that? You can have a cool name and not live up to it. You know what I mean? If you're blitz, if,
0: if you're blitzing all night, I mean, if, okay, let's 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 <laughs> let's get back, back on track. track.
1: Tweet at us. Tweet at us. What you think the grittiest
0: reindeer is? John Parker Romo is getting a lot of action out on the field this year because we score so many points. Yep, that is a fantastic. It's not even a problem, but a fantastic situation to be in. He's doing the uh, high-stepping deal and and kicking touchbacks. Could not ask for more. Couldn't. I would say that
2: Oscar Bradburn, Oscar Bradburn, Mm -hmm. also had a uh, a great game yesterday. He continues to get better week in and week out.
1: He does. Um, Let's talk about Hendon Hooker. Uh, The Foo Crew, obviously, setting records here. 10 for 10. Great accuracy. But I'm not even going to talk about that. He showed grit, man. He was getting popped in the first quarter. On his first run, um, he got... Annihilated. He had the one where uh, he had the free hitter on what looked like it was another pop pass. Uh, took a huge hit right in the chest. Popped right up, got to the sideline, handled his business, held onto the ball. Um, so my, my food crew goes to Hendon and again to the peanut gallery. Just all being, you know, do we need a quarterback change? Do we need this? Do we need that? Hendon Hooker is the guy. He is fantastic. He is the leader of this team. Um, and, uh, you saw swagger out of him when he scored some touchdowns, man. He was, he's fired up to be back out there. Dive and dive. I didn't love seeing him dive, you know, I did not want, I didn't, fourth fourth one one. One. that is true. I didn't like seeing him fly through the air there. Had to hold my breath a little bit, but absolutely fantastic. Great job, Hendon. Good to see you back to doing what you do. Um, and here we go. Let's go right into the word of the day. Um, so this isn't really my word of the day. It's more like word of the week. You just got to gotta tweak, man. There are a couple things that if we make better, it's going to make a drastic difference in the score of this football game. There are little, little things that we can improve upon and that we can learn from that will make this football team better as we go into this stretch where, hey, we do play a ranked team this week, like it or not. Liberty's coming to town. They are ranked. And then we have a <laughs> uh, tough rest of the schedule coming up. By the way, I was looking at some of the uh, you know the ACC leaders. Pittsburgh's given up like 60, 67 yards a game on the ground. Mm-hmm. Something's gonna have to break. So uh, we got Pittsburgh coming up. We got Miami coming up. We got Clemson coming up too. Uh, so you know, just tweet a few of these few of these things, and let's see how let's see how good we are, man. Let's see how good we really really are. Pat, word of the day. Uh, word of the day for me, <laughs> it was Halloween after all.
0: But mm-hmm. my word is sweet. Mm. Candy is sweet. Candy's. Winning is also sweet. Stamp. I know there were some, some issues with the big plays, but let's, let's have a, the main takeaway here that we got the dub, and uh, there was a lot of upset, a lot of unhappy people. Eat a Snickers. Eat a Snickers. You know, you're not new when you're hungry. Shout out Beth Clark with the, uh, the great tweet about, about uh, gritty candy. We're going to do a gritty candy segment here in a few minutes. But Grayson, what was your word of the, uh, word of the day? Confidence. When, when the Hokies play with
2: confidence like they did yesterday, come out of the gate, Justice Reed is getting sacks, Hendon Hooker has three touchdowns on the ground, we win the football game. We looked confident yesterday. Last week, we didn't. And that's the difference in the ball game. I really think something as simple as coming out, knowing your game plan, this is how we're going to attack you, this is how we're going to beat you, is so unbelievably important. So
0: Hokies continue to play with confidence. So I just mentioned we're going to be talking about candy here. We got a new segment. It is the grit segment. We love hard hat mentality. We love hard, smart, tough. We love grit. Get ready, it's time. And we're going to bring some categories to the table. Do it. We're going to run up and down, list uh, specifics and see if they're gritty or not. It's kind of like a duck, Billy, right? It's not like there's there's not necessarily a, a grit spectrum, is yeah, there?
1: Look, I mean, I don't want to speak for Coach Hilgart and the uh, and the powerlifting crew, um, but look, here's the deal. Um, I don't think there's a spectrum of grit. I don't think one thing is grittier than the other thing. I think like you know, you look at a duck, quacks like a duck, walks like a duck, and it's not Halloween because someone may dress up like a duck. But if it looks like a duck, it quacks like a duck. It's likely a duck. So is it grit versus is it not grit, Pat? I haven't seen this. We haven't prepared. This is just kind of an off-the-cuff oh, reaction off the cuff. saying, though no Grasson, here we Gra- <laughs> Grasson. That was not hard, smart, and tough. <laughs> Grayson. Grayson, let's uh let's uh, let's let's see what we got here. Alright, we'll go back and forth. Grayson, Skittles.
0: Grayson, gritty candy, Skittles. Not gritty.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna double down on that. I don't think, you know, when I think of grit, I think of, you know, Brock Hoffman. I think of you know Coach Hilgard, Coach Crosby, Coach Schumann. Can you see them getting fired up when the, you know, commercial is saying, you know, embrace the rainbow, taste the rainbow? Do you think that's what they're eating before a football game? I don't think so. So I'm going to go with not gritty uh, on the Skittle scale.
0: Bill, crunch bar.
1: Grit. Well, just just crunch. It's with a K, too. Yeah,
0: dude. Dude, it is not with a K. Something <laughs> spelling, but it is definitely gritty. Okay, Grit. yeah. It's Grayson, great. M&M's. Grit.
1: Wait. The peanut MMs, peanut are, M&Ms. are grit. Are grit. Right. The uh, the dark chocolate ones, little minis. I like the minis, but they're not grit.
0: <laughs> baby Ruth, Bill.
1: Ah, uh, that's grit. That's grit. Grandpa Berkoven likes them. Grandpa Berkoven is about as grit as it gets. Yeah, I, I like Baby Ruth. Sure,
0: Grayson, candy corn. <laughs> not grit. Honestly,
1: no. Wait, I feel like if you're a psycho, I feel like if you're a psychopath who just like enjoys like. I don't know, punching yourself in the face or, like, skateboarding with no helmet. Like, you probably eat candy corn. So, I, I, I don't know. I'm, Kids I'm... who eat candy corn also eat paste at recess.
2: Like, oh my like, God. like, don't miss me with the candy corn. Yeah,
1: candy corn's disgusting. I'll say it's disgusting. I don't know if it's grit or not. It's, it's just kind of gross. Kit Kat, Bill. Oh, All right. I think Kit Kats are grit, man. They, they're, they're, they're sectioned. I mean, you know. But then Bryce came back at I me and said so they were flaky. Which he is, Ooh. which he is right about. They are waffled, but I'll stick with my original take. Um, I guess they're grit. You
0: right. got a, they're definitely grit. You got to shout out Al Jones, the Grit Cats.
1: The Grit Cats. That's right. That's right. All shout right. out then- Al Jones. <laughs> Al Jones, man, what a guy.
0: And then our last one here, which is Reese's, and I say Reese's, not Reese's. If you call them Reese's, not grit. You're crazy. Yeah. Grayson, if you call it Reese's, not. Nice voice oh my
2: crack. gracious! <laughs> that voice crack, not grit. Yeah. If you call it Reese's, not grit. Reese's cups, anything Reese's, grit. Classic,
1: classic candy. So I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna double up on Reese's here, um, dude. I know. Not grit. <laughs> I'm look. I'm saying they are grit, but I'm also gonna say they are the best Halloween candy. Unsolicited, by the way, when we were handing out candy yesterday two kids their first pick in our by the way for the peanut gallery out there contactless delivery of the uh, candy yesterday bone was placed down chose chose Twizzlers who is teaching these kids Twizzlers are repulsive Twizzlers are gross if you like Twizzlers
0: Dude, the, Twizzlers I, is the Syracuse football of the 18th season. <laughs> <laughs> Re- Re- Reeses is definitely like Georgia. Like you're, you're, you're guaranteed yep. ten wins yep. every single year. Yep. Twizzlers is you know not sniffing a bowl game. No. maybe once a decade.
1: Vanderbilt, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um.
0: So yeah, that's our uh, that's our little series. That was fun. Here. I no, enjoyed. It let fun. us know what yeah. you guys think. Can we do um, that more? Let us know what categories you want us to comment on. Wait, you got to tell everybody what your grittiest candy is from yesterday. It was a great pick. Oh, my grittiest candy. And this came with the aid of Mike Santa Maria. It did. Snickers. Yep. Snickers is so gritty. Now, why? You said it was a meal. It is a meal. I said Snickers is a meal and a snack. Like, yeah. you know, it's it's not necessarily like going to fill you up like when Bill goes to PKs and gets, you know, <laughs> two pies and five cups of ranch. I feel attacked. But, <laughs> but Snick you know, they say a Guinness is a meal in a glass, you know. Yeah. Snickers, same thing, but for candy. It, yeah. it fills you up. It's got peanuts. Hopefully, you're not allergic to peanuts. But uh, Snickers, you're not you when you're hungry.
1: It will always satisfy. And you know, Coach Hilgard loves a good Snickers. I think he, bar. I, I I I don't know if he does or doesn't, but I think if I think it would be a thing. I actually think if Coach Hilgard's eating candy, it's probably like one of those Rx-like meal replacement... I don't think he's a candy guy.
0: I could be wrong. Could be wrong. Well, here's the thing. If Coach Hilgard is eating a lot of candy and he might have a toothache, I got a guy. (laughs) I got a guy. His name is Dr. John Cranham. Well done. And him and Dr. Caitlin Cranham, they operate the Chesapeake Center for Complete Dentistry. This guy's a pro. And I got to say, guys, I'm heading in there tomorrow. I am getting... So much contentry of the toothery. We are we are wow. fixing the chippery, and we are uh, gonna. It's gonna be a production. You know, maybe we could do a little vlog. We'll see what happens there. Really excited to go to the Chesapeake Center for complete dentistry. We got some letters from the lunch pail uh, here. Uh, so we're excited to get into these, but first, letter. don't forget—wait, wait, wait, don't forget! Fifty oh, percent oh, oh. off teeth bleachery. Some of if y'all need it. it. The some, some of y'all need it. Grayson needs some it. Some of y'all will need it, especially after eating all that gritty candy this That's weekend. That's
1: true. We're not gritty, you know. Let's say, you know, everybody needs, you know. Tooth, tooth bleachery or whatever. So yeah, uh, yeah, like if you're you know nerds, dude, a lot of sugar in there. Fun dip, candy corn,
0: fun dip, candy corn. Oh, you know, yeah. essentially anything non chocolate. Uh, I gotta say, chocolate's a lot better than
1: than most of it is. Uh, it the is. other candies. Carsten, Carsten, we are a little over the halfway point of the season. What are three expectations slash goals you have for the rest of the season? To avoid nine goals, we'll go one goal. Around the table, Grayson. I think I know what yours is going to be. But go on ahead. <laughs> Expectations. <sighs> well, well, let's go with goals. 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 goals, goals.
2: Okay. Goal. Uh, to to see to see the defense wrap up. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely got to get better at tackling. Coach Ham. Coach Tap. Coach Tierlink. Let's get some tackling drills going on in practice. <laughs> get the dummies up. Uh, and get those boys wrapping up because that will be paramount when we play teams like the Clemson Tigers with talented running backs like Travis Etienne and the Miami Hurricanes, even the Liberty Flames. That that game is yeah. not going to be walking in the park. So gotta
0: gotta wrap up. Very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for me, it's definitely going to be just checking the boxes and making sure that the team is ready to play week in and week out. You know, they don't come out flat like we saw uh, in two contests in the state of North Carolina, UNC and the Wake Forest games. So we got, okay, Liberty, we have Miami, we have Pittsburgh, we have Clemson, we have Virginia. Uh, All five of these games are going to be super, super important, Uh, but more so taking it one step at a time, not looking ahead to UVA, not looking ahead to Miami, not looking ahead to Clemson, understanding that uh, we have to bring the lunch pail mentality, to quote Paul Debnam, and uh, just taking care of the little things. Cause once you take care of the little things, the big things will happen. But just no sleepwalking.
1: Yes, yeah, sons of sleepwalkery. We can't have. We can't have any of that. Uh, I definitely want to say, you know, for me, the most important thing is just continuing to get better on the outside. Our wide receivers, I think, took a big step forward with being able to make contested catches. We had the big, uh, you know, explosive play from Tavion Robinson down the sideline. Just continuing to improve on that, and I think that'll continue with. Uh, and Hooker's ability to make plays in the running game uh, there are going to be more opportunities uh, and uh, looking for those wide receivers to continue to step up um, and just become more versatile become a, a well-oiled machine as we drive the ball up and down the field so we got to work on that Patrick Lawrence Patrick Lawrence was gritty this week he submitted a, a, a diatribe of, uh, <laughs> of questions this week and here's the first one lots of fans have been critical of Jay Hamm so far I would say something I don't hear is his ability to put the right guys in the right places. For example, Tisdale taking the starting spot has been a huge benefit. I feel like the production will come naturally with the right depth. Y slash N question mark. Yes. So yes, instead it of avoiding the Y slash uh, N, sounds like a pollster here. I want to give. I want to speak a little bit on. It. I want to. I want to air it out a little. Um, I'll say this. I spoke about this in our last podcast where, you know, our offense did, uh, have a lackluster performance, but our offense was putting the, putting people in positions to make plays. We mentioned it with the Hendon hooker runoff off tackle. We mentioned it with the pop pass to him Blackshear. We mentioned it with, uh, I forget. There was a third one. Oh, yes. The, uh, the Trey Turner pass where it got called back because of a substitution, goofy ACC ref thing. Um, Coaches can only do what they can do to put players in the right position to make plays. However, another note to the peanut gallery. People were like mad at Tisdale or somebody for batting down a pass because the person behind him would have picked it off. I don't know how that person would have known not to tip a ball down, but if we start get if you're a football coach, you're not telling someone like, "Hey, if you got a pass you can knock down, don't, so our corner can pick it." Can, can we can we just be a little bit more uh, a little bit more intelligent here and 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 pick our spots? Does anyone else have anything else to add to that? I, I will say I do think the defense is continuing to get better.
0: I think the people who are saying that they shouldn't be batting down that passes are probably the same people who don't think Jay Ham's doing a good job and don't realize. Zoom out,
1: dude. Zoom out.
0: This is a completely different defensive scheme. Mm-hmm. It's not like you can flip a switch and have. All these guys who uh, have been. Well, first of all, J Ham hasn't recruited any of these guys. I mean, he's he was essentially not even on staff until a
1: year and a half ago. Neither has Tap and Tier. Like, and let me just one thing on top of that. That doesn't necessarily mean that we don't think the guys that are playing can do that job. They absolutely can. It's just the fact of the matter that some of these guys are three years in at that position and have been learning a different scheme their entire college life. Hewitt has been learning the same scheme for four or five years now, and it completely flips when you get a new defensive coordinator. He's still adjusting to it. So that's what didn't that's what ne- necessarily mean by that, not to cut you off that. No, no, I'm just saying
0: there's levels to this. There's like
1: Don't be so dense and actually understand that
0: a lot goes into this. So that, that's just kind of my two cents on it. I mean,
2: at the end of the day, y'all, I talked about Tisdale's performance earlier, and Coach Hamilton deciding to go with Tisdale as opposed to maybe a Dax Holifield – I mean, it worked out really well yesterday. Tisdale had a phenomenal game, probably one of the best of his entire career, and was instrumental in the dif- in the success of the defense. With a linebacker core this season that has not really lived up to the hype or lived up to the expectation.
1: And let me say this, too. What I love to see yesterday, um, <clears throat> this team is just so unselfish, man. Like... Yesterday, Dax didn't get a ton of snaps on defense. You saw him on the sideline getting juiced he up. Was getting doing fight, the he doing the post doing the ball, Debnam. Um, so everybody is really just kind of look. Wide receivers are not getting upset with ten pass ta- passes that are caught on Saturday. As long as they are winning the football game, that's really what matters. It's a next man up thing, and we're doing a good job in that area. Um, great question, Patrick Lawrence. You did have one more. We knew that coming into the game that the run attack had to be a priority given its strength, and Louisville was out so many players why didn't we use it more and why is Holston still not getting carries to the Holston thing? I, I love Jalen Holston. Um, I just, I don't see how you get him carries right now. Khalil Herbert is one of the best backs in the country. He's playing unbelievable football. Um, I think that, you know, it's not always a situation where, you know, we're not giving a ton of carries because Hendon Hooker is very involved in the run game. That's something. And and black. Exactly. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's easy to nitpick. Like, I know, Grayson, you and I got into it earlier this year sure. with, you know, I want to see us throw the ball more. I just want to see us win. And if we can score 45 points on offense, I really don't care how we do it. If we run QB sneaks up and down the field for the entire game, win, win the ball game, I do not, I, I do not care. Um, so, you know, I think we're pressing the right buttons. I think, you know, you saw this. I have to give credit where it's due. Coach Corn and the offense did a good job adjusting, finding ways the quarterback pocket moving a lot less, a lot very different look. Don't just look at the points and look at who's catching the ball, and how many rushes we're getting. Look at how the offense actually looks during the game. And it was a completely different scheme, it was a completely different look. Look at how we are using the jet sweeps differently in different weeks. Look at how we are lining guys up differently. Um, it's it's just it, there's a lot of moving parts here and as long as we're scoring 42, 45, 38, we're going to be fine. So I think that those are just kind of my thoughts on that. Uh, great, great submissions, Pat. I really, really ap- appreciate that. Closing thoughts and Sharky's shout-outs. Um, Shout-out to Sharkies. Where good friends go. It's where, where good, good, good friends, friends go. go. Every time. Sons of the Bloody Weekend. Be sure to go down there, check
2: out the Bloody Mary menu and the mimosa pitcher that they have for $24 mm-hmm. and then you can also get the mimosa with a little uh, little extra what I'll call sauce in there with a little <laughs> shot of vodka it's kind of like a screwdriver mimosa hybrid that they have going on a screw-mosa screw <laughs> <laughs> or a <laughs> mim-driver oh! <laughs> oh yes mim-drivers um, are great mim-driver it is high-fives on a pot uh, that's uh, <laughs> then, wow that's, <laughs> Like, give me some of that <laughs>
1: Um, oh my God! So I, I, I got my shout outs, and we'll we'll try to shout out everybody that we saw uh, that we came and came and saw this weekend. Or that might last all day. Shout out to right. everybody that we saw, man. We had True. a great, fantastic dinner. Where did we go, Sullivan's? Oh my gosh, Sullivan's
0: steak? Steakhouse. Oh man. yeah.
1: gracious, unbelievable. What what a time! Pat had to make a quick audible, so we're going to this place, N- right? Nico Sushi. And somebody sends in the group chat uh, uh, a screenshot of a tweet from like North Carolina.gov, and apparently Nico was not following any COVID restrictions and like got in trouble by the state. We had to pivot, and and then we get a text from Nico like five hours before our reservation. It's like, hey, we are doing renovations and can honor your uh, your reservation. Yeah, yeah, all right. You just started to build a – You just just decided today that you were gonna add a second level. I don't think so. Yeah, so think Nico what need to be more hard, smart, and tough. Please be more smart, <laughs> more grit. <laughs> so we we audibled and went to Sullivan's, and we got our own room. Sons of. Ice, actual isolation. So Sullivan's following co- guidelines <laughs> and serving just incredible food. I got a a, a steak with like a narwhal uh, thing attached to it, a massive tomahawk steak. What did Grayson? What did you have?
2: I had a uh, I had a, some prime rib with some lobster mac and cheese. That might have been the best
0: mac and cheese I've ever. The had. The waiter said it was an out of body experience, and it yes. was, and it was, and it was. Pat, yes. what did you get? I went the I went with the ribeye. And I also had the asparagus. Gotta say, I, I tweeted it out last week. I was hyped because West End, they—I don't know if they still do the green beans, <coughs> but they have the asparagus and they have broc- uh, Brussels sprouts and broccoli. Oh man! But Sullivan's—I gotta say—the West End JPS Chop House asparagus with the uh, the drizzle, the balsamic <laughs> drizzle. A lot better than I didn't. The I didn't asparagus. think the
1: asparagus looks good, and, and, and you know, a lot of people know that I really like asparagus. Uh, but their asparagus didn't look great; it looked unseasoned. But aside from that, not much yeah, seasoning. It was fantastic. It was fantastic. It was a, it was a fun dinner. We had it a was a fun. It was a fun dinner. So shout out sons, daughters, Bryce, Dave, everybody. Like incredible weekend. Could not. Could not be better. Um, my closing thoughts here. I want to shout out Darius Redmond. Calc Jr. is on the way. Darius Redmond has Calc Jr. coming down, um, did the whole gender reveal thing, but nothing stupid. No explosives, no, like, anything that puts anybody in danger. They did, like, this little science experiment where they poured these two things together. Camille Schreier? Camille Schreier. It was, like, elephant foot deal. Yeah, shout out. (laughs)
0: Elephant toothpaste.
1: Elephant toothpaste. That's right. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, they did this nice little, uh, you know, chemical reaction thing, had some blue fizz, you know, so shout out to Darius on that front. Um, And a little... I guess my closing thought here. So Liberty's ranked number twenty-five. This is a stat not a lot of people are gonna like. <laughs> Liberty is ranked number twenty-five, who cares, whatever, it's a weird year. But if we beat Liberty this week, I'm just gonna say when we beat Liberty, because we need to beat Liberty. That's not cockiness, that's just like we need happen. we need to beat Liberty. When we beat Liberty this week, that will go down as the second win at home versus a ranked opponent since 2009. <laughs> that is a repulsive stat. Now, part of that is not winning big games at home. We've been better against ranked opponents on the road. And another part of that is the ACC kind of sucking and not giving us a lot of uh, opportunities to play ranked teams at home. Um, so I don't know which one it is more or whatever, but we need to beat Liberty. Liberty. Um, but that the only other time that we did beat a ranked opponent at home, Pat Finn was there. It was glorious. It was a Bud Foster uh, extravaganza when we Send beat off. Wake Forest in the sendoff for Coach Foster. Gritty decision by him not to do the sendoff on Senior Day. He made which and he he did the sendoff of the Wake Forest game and then had a shutout of Pittsburgh and it was glorious. It poured. It was great. Matt Greg Smith were both there. They're going to be there for the Miami game in a couple of weeks. But those my closing thoughts. Grayson. Closing thoughts. <coughs> uh
2: still with the voice cracks. Mr. Yeah. Mr. Sullivan,
1: we gotta Mr. get you, Sullivan. We gotta get you some uh, some tea and some yeah, trumpets some, and some, some
2: and some honey. Some honey to, People don't think that's ready. That's 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 what that's, we need that's right gritty. now. That's that's we need. Uh shout out to you guys. The fact that we're doing a podcast right now Dude, in person is cool. so cool. It's this weekend, smash success. Shout out to Riley Wyatt, Courtney, Smash Adams, Logan Ross, Anna Davis, a Clemson Tiger friend of mine who came up to hang out with the Suns. Shout out to literally everyone uh that, that came to hang out, stopped by. Uh, shout out to Regard for yeah, providing yeah. the he's, area he's, for he's, us to have this podcast. Shout out to Riegerd. Chris Regard. Uh, love Chris. It's it's been a hell of a weekend, guys. Last thing, oh, and shout out my little brother. My little brother Ham, Hamp dog. Hamp made the trip down. He he's been a solid addition. I wanted to shout out uh, Relay for Life, y'all, is doing something really, really cool this this uh, this month. They are doing No Shave November to raise money for cancer. And guess what? Announcing right now, the Sons of Saturday are participating in No Shave November. So they're challenging participants. Uh, relay edition, basically, it's, it's like a bingo board. Participants will have their friends and family donate to their Relay for Life page. And for each monetary milestone... They would have to complete a dare. And so basically that dare could be like shave your head or I don't know, maybe like swim with sharks or something. <laughs> no, but but something along those lines of shave your head, uh shave your beard, what have you. Uh but we're really, we're we're really, really excited to uh, to be a part of this because this one hits close to home. My mom had cancer when she was a little girl, and if she had not recovered uh, with the help of the amazing doctors, I would not be here today. So uh, this this is an, an incredible cause. Uh, we're very, very happy to partner with uh, Grace Hecker and Relay for Life.
1: So I'm not going to shave my head, but guys, I think we can we can opt into this. Let's yeah, let's let's sure. let's this week let's do some sons of uh, sons of forecasting, sons of planning. We'll come up with a couple of bubble ideas on what we can do, um, and uh, you know we'll 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 put something together. So keep an eye out for that. Pat, take us home. If yeah, you.
0: we would love to <clears throat> engage everyone in some type of no shave activity. Maybe it's a stash. Maybe it's a handlebars. Two-man shoe. Goose Gossage. I don't know. We'll see. Blake DeChristopher or Joey Sly, who's yep. got the better beard. I guess we'll find out at the end of the month. But um, excited about that. And then two quick shout-outs. Uh, one, Danny Cole joined yep. Grayson and I earlier today uh, for an interview. And we're going to be putting his episode out probably midweek. Uh, but just great hearing from Danny. He's crushing it up in Pittsburgh. And, uh, you know... Top top five Hokies of all time. He's, uh, uh, I think he's, he's on my there. list. He's I think he's, there he's there on now. my list. So really excited about that. And yeah, double down on the Chris Rigard shout out. Uh, I'm heading back to New Jersey uh, over, I guess, very soon. Um, but <laughs> Kind
2: of sad, guys. Like yeah. literally, as soon as we wrap up this the recording of this podcast, I'm about to hop in the car and go to the airport and fly back to L.A. Yeah. Uh, it's going- pretty crazy. Do you know, you gonna do sons
1: of, uh, sons of bummers right sons, now? Sons of sadness. At the end of the yeah. Okay. Podcast. Sorry. Well, it's
0: us. <laughs> um Yeah. Hopefully, we can hopefully we can do this again before a year. Um, Absolutely. But yeah. Just uh really excited for this Liberty game and hang out in New Jersey play yep. some golf with my dad my brother my mom yeah
1: I'll be up after uh, after the Miami game more than likely do a little uh sons of sons of maybe cat's kitchen maybe a little bit when she gets back from Blacksburg but hey I love you guys, man. It was great to be. It was great to be together. We're pounding right now, uh, <laughs> fists pounding. pounding right fist. now. <laughs> but anyway, what a fantastic time! Uh, and we will be back at you with the Danny Cole episode. Back with the pre- preview for Liberty um, and basketball, guys. November is here, which means basketball. It is basketball month. So Let's go. we'll be talking about that too. But everybody, hope you had a fantastic Halloween. Hope everybody is ready to have a fantastic week. And we will talk to you really soon.
0: Bry you some song